the way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets. A reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online, like a BTS Lego set, someone knocking over Jeff Koons' <sighs> balloon dog sculpture. Ow. Really, ouch. We get the latest trends uh, for a daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Hey. I see. I saw the pictures. I saw a rather <laughs> uncomfortable set of discussion happening yeah. online. Who pays for the broken sculpture? Mm. Did people really want to bid on the broken pieces? Yes. Things like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But first up, BTS. Who else? Uh, yeah. Is this a new marker of success? You need Lego versions of your music video set. <laughs> I think it's definitely one of the markers <laughs> of success. Um, Lego announced uh, last week, actually, that it's collaborating with the K-pop group on a new Lego set. And it features blocks that uh, replicate some of the scenes from uh, BTS's music video for their hit song Dynamite. That includes uh, like a record store, uh -huh. a donut shop, mm -hmm. basketball court, and a stage, of course. Uh, the set includes miniature figures of the seven members. And it also has this uh, awesome mechanism that allows them to move in sync when they're positioned <laughs> on the stage. <laughs> and we're now streaming the image yeah, of what that Lego set look looks that. like. I've got to say, after all these years, still <laughs> cute and still signature Lego. I mean, we're not endorsing it. It's just, a, no. you know. It's it's causing so yeah, much buzz online. That's right. I remember the last big one. Did they have the Friends set, right? Turned into a Lego oh, set. My goodness. I yeah. com completely forgot about that. But yeah. Seinfeld. I believe I might be yeah. misquoting an article I read. But my point <laughs> being, OK, BTS, you've made it. That's right. To the Lego stage. It's also <laughs> important for the fans because Adil also marks one of BTS's first major collaborations since they announced that they would focus on their solo activities, take time away from each other. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not, it, it's it's temporary. Okay. We right, have right. to stress that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it also comes as uh, Jin became the first of the group to start serving in the military uh, last year. Uh, the enlistment of the remaining six members isn't that far off, mm. and the band isn't expected to fully reunite until 2025. Okay, so BTS, what does it mean for Hive Entertainment, who is in the headlines just about every day for oh, a whole yeah. different <laughs> story? I'm not going to peek in that door just yet. <laughs> BTS accounted for about, get this, 67% of the revenue of its management agency, Hive, when BTS announced its break, mm -hmm. which was, like you said, supposed to be temporary yep. back in the month of June. Shares in the company dropped nearly 25%. That's how much influence they wield. It, that's mind-boggling. <laughs> 25%. Mm. Now, HYBE has been trying to diversify its revenue sources by growing its artist roster. Mm. Uh, the agency also launched a tender offer to buy a quarter of one of its biggest rivals, SM Entertainment. Again, that's a whole other story, so mm. we're not going to get into that today. But uh, BTS remains crucial to HYBE's success. Mm. And uh, this latest collaboration with LEGO mm. is going to 
to test if the group's brand licensing deals can prove to be fruitful for Hybe, even without the members uh. of BTS physically promoting these deals as a group. Now, many fans say they learned about the latest collaboration through a fan-run social media accounts, as well as hashtags, rather than through Hybe or BTS members. And uh, yeah, the the for those of you who are curious, yeah. uh, the Lego set is based on a design that was submitted by a pair of Lego and BTS enthusiasts. No. It's part of the the Lego Ideas line of products. It's not cheap though. Right. Uh, the 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 set, which consists of seven hundred and forty nine pieces, costs ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And some BTS fans have expressed concern over the price. For many others, buying merch is part of <laughs> It's a large part of the fan experience. And especially when you're deprived of seeing all yeah. the members together, this might be something they want to reach out mm-hmm. for. $100, it's a little bit pricey yep. for a collectible, right? Yes. But I mean, to be fair, most of these uh, creative on-set sort of replicas of Lego sets have always been a little bit pricey. That's right. right? So it's not unique mm-hmm. to the brand. I didn't know they were taking ideas. I have so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're taking any ideas, I mean, I don't have an army fan base to rally but. behind me but you know maybe if it's a good one <laughs> go for it <laughs> all right i'll tell you if it's successful otherwise yeah the story ends here <laughs> on to our second story today uh roald dahl's books controversially rewritten oh dear <sighs> to remove language that was deemed offensive uh it's tricky right yeah um times change how we view certain <laughs> contents change what is pc changes that's right you know, um, I, as a person who grew up with Roald Dahl books, I mean, I probably read all of them, yeah. you know, as a child, and I loved his books. Um, this, this, the headline, this title fascinated yeah. me for so many different reasons. Mm. Um, so let me tell you the story okay. first. So Roald Dahl publisher Puffin has hired what they call sensitivity readers to write chunks of uh, a Roald Dahl's text to make mm. sure the books can continue to be enjoyed by everyone today, and this has resulted in extensive changes across his work. I must say, that must be a new job title, Sensitivity Readers, Mm -hmm. uh, Reflection of Sensitive Times. Can you give us some examples? Sure. So, edits have been made to descriptions of characters' physical appearances. For example, the word fat has been cut off from every new edition of relevant books. Uh, the word ugly has also been removed. Uh, for example, Augustus Gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is now described as not fat, but enormous. Oh, I can live with that. Yeah, In the Twits, uh, Mrs. Twit is no longer ugly and beastly, but just beastly. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's more. In The Witches, a paragraph explaining that witches are bald beneath mm-hmm. their wigs ends with this new line. Quote, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs, and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with this? Um, because uh, because the, the sentence was, it, it's been newly created and added. Roald Dahl uh, didn't write this. Oh, I you know? see. So that yeah. didn't exist in the original. Correct. Okay. To make it more PC. Uh, yeah, references to female characters have disappeared as well. So Miss Trunchbull in Matilda, the villain, yes, exactly, is now not the most formidable female. She is now a most formidable woman. 
I can live with that. I can live with that too. I feel like some of those changes are minor Mm -hmm. enough that it doesn't maybe in my humble opinion compromise the integrity of the original but I can see why this could be a touchy subject. I do want to add one more though. Uh, Gender neutral terms have been added in places for example the the Oompa Loompas in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory were small men. They're now small people. Why is that necessary? Okay, okay. Because, you know, gender neutrality is so important. Yes. But maybe I mean, maybe we should take into consideration when the books were written. Okay, fine. Um, so hundreds of changes were made to the okay. original text. And uh, again, some passages not written by Roald Dahl have been added mm. as well. Now, the company, the Roald Dahl Story Company, says it's not unusual to review the language during a new print run mm. and any changes were made were small and carefully considered. Mm. However, there were harsh critics of this, <laughs> including uh, the Booker Prize winner, uh, author Sir Salman Rushdie, uh, who said that the publishers Puffin Books and the Roald Dahl Story Company should be ashamed. Mm. Uh, he said, quote, in his Twitter, Roald Dahl was no angel, but this is absurd censorship. Okay. Yeah. So opinions are split. And of course, there'll be critics of these kinds of changes because uh, most importantly, you didn't get the approval of the author. Correct. I think that's where I would feel most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. My question is, are they making these changes because they are children's books Ah. because I mean Take a look at Jane Austen, for example. Mm. It's so outdated. Mm. If you think about the cultural context. Exactly. Yeah. Do we completely scrap then Pride and Prejudice because it's dated right. and it, it maybe belittles women's mm-hmm. role in society? Or is it a reflection of a completely different time? Yep. And it's important to be aware of those times and be able to discern what was then and yep. what is now. Give children a break. You know, they're actually much smarter than you think. Yeah. You know, one, one author said, just let his books go out of print. Ah. You know, if, if people no longer want to read Roald Dahl's books because, you know, some of the expressions are insensitive to right. people living in this day and age, right. then let them not buy them anymore because there are plenty of other books that are yeah. you know, PC. You know what? And, and I think what's important is that it stirs up important conversations and we should talk about yep. this and censorship is mm-hmm. probably not the best way or the most authentic way to get the Correct. job done. We're a little biased here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing I'm a little defensive. Yeah, you know, there, there are opinions, uh, strong <laughs> opinions on both sides of the spectrum. So (laughs) pick your side on to our final story today. If you have seen the images, it is a shattered image of a rather expensive, iconic Jeff Koons balloon dog sculpture in Miami. You know, when we go to art galleries, you often see the sign, please don't touch the work. And uh, one woman was reminded recently as to why these signs are still needed. So art lovers in Miami, Florida, they were actually uh, horrified when a collector last week accidentally knocked over a (laughs) $42,000 sculpture by U.S. pop artist Jeff Koons. And according to the witnesses, she had tapped it with her finger. Is this a balloon? (laughs) Is this porcelain? I don't know. Um, Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, the, the statue smashed into tiny shards. We're streaming the image now. And uh, they had to be swept into dustpans no. by the gallery staff. Now, the accident happened during an exclusive VIP-only event. Um, and at first, people wondered if it was part of a performance piece. Yeah. And then they quickly realized it was an accident. And uh, luckily for the woman, uh, the piece is covered by insurance. Uh. And, um, you know, apparently the woman apologized profusely saying, I'm so very, very sorry. And she turned bright red. She yeah, wanted to she leave was mortified. The and she said she just wanted to disappear. Yeah. Now, the sculpture was part of a limited edition, which has now shrunk from <laughs> 799 to 
798. If I know anything about the art world, this has just appreciated the price of the 798 yes. because some people really wanted to ask, hey, can I bid on those broken, shattered pieces of Jeff Koons? Yes, people have actually done that. Yeah. They've offered to buy the broken pieces. Okay. Now, Jeff Koons is not made a public comment on the incident yet but uh, we do know that uh, his balloon dog sculptures are among the most iconic works of contemporary art mm. uh, back in 2019 uh, he made history when his rabbit sculpture sold at an auction for 91.9 million dollars which was the highest sale price ever mm. for a living artist i mean some of his pieces are absolutely huge it towers over people like that you three meters know. yeah tall. but this balloon was relatively small yeah, it's like it, 40 centimeters tall and it could be knocked over yeah. don't touch the artwork this no. is why the signs are up there. Yes. It's most ironic because it was a VIP showing, right? This is I where know. they sell artwork. That's right. <laughs> actually selling people is actually buy. else laughing a little bit? Because, I mean, the, the fact that Jeff Koons' modern pieces cost this much, mm-hmm. that could be a point of contention, yep. too. And there's yep. something humorous about all of yes. this. I mean, Banksy destroyed his own That's art. Right. And some people thought, hey, was this He put it in Koons? the paper shredder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he shredded his art. No, this was not part of it. But, hey... What can you do? I know. It was insured. Yep. It was insured and it was an accident. Thanks, Yerika. Pleasure. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.